0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Word of God which engages us is the epistle lesson read previously. Thus far the text, dear friends in Christ, a mystery can be very entertaining. From old television shows like Columbo or Murder, She Wrote, to the more modern television shows like the NCIS series of shows, Americans love a mystery. We love the drama and the suspense. We like to try to put together all the little bits of information that have been revealed and solve the mystery. But yet when you think about it, a mystery is something that is not known to us. It is something that is hidden from us, something that must be revealed, or made known to us. In the television shows, it usually happens very close to the end of the show when some new information comes to light and we have that aha moment and the mystery is solved. A mystery can be very entertaining. A mystery can also be frustrating. I don't know why all of a sudden my car won't start. I don't know why that document on my computer screen won't print. Again, notice, it's something that is not known to us, something that is hidden from us, something that must be made known and revealed to us. Well, the mystery that Paul references in our epistle lesson for today is not given to us to entertain us, And it certainly isn't given to us in order to frustrate us. Instead, it is a marvelous mystery with God himself as its source. And Paul identifies or defines that mystery in our epistle lesson as Christ in you. And that you is plural, meaning Christ in a group of Christians or Christ in his church and Paul goes on to say in our epistle lesson that this mystery was hidden for ages and generations and as such for ages and generations it was a mystery it's not something that people can find out on their own it's not something that is obvious or readily apparent God had to reveal that mystery in order to make it known. And when we look into the Old Testament, we see God slowly but surely, consistently making that mystery known. We go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, where God promised there that he would send one, a he, who would crush the head of Satan. Later on, God would say to Abraham that through his descendants, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Still later on, God would promise that this Messiah would come from the line of David, that this Messiah would be a child born to a virgin, born in Bethlehem, And ultimately, we'd be the one who would be wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and upon him would be the chastisement that would make us whole. Indeed, there are approximately 300 different passages in the Old Testament where God is pointing ahead to the coming of the Messiah, making that mystery known to his people, and indeed that mystery was a mystery no longer when Christ was born to Mary and to Joseph and when Christ during his three-year earthly ministry brought sight to the blind hearing to the deaf mobility to the lame and raised three people that we know of from the dead that mystery was a mystery no longer when John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that mystery was a mystery no longer. When Jesus said on more than one occasion to his disciples, The Son of Man must go up to Jerusalem and be handed over to the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders, and be killed and rise again on the third day that mystery was a mystery no longer when that was exactly what happened Christ on the cross voluntarily shedding his blood voluntarily giving his life for your sin and for the sin of the world and then rising again on the third day as proof positive that what he said on the cross it is finished is exactly the case there is no further price to be paid there is nothing further to be done he has done it all it is finished in a marvelous way for us and Paul in our epistle lesson makes that mystery known to the Christians in Colossae you see the Christians in Colossae were for the most part Gentiles. They didn't grow up with the scriptures. They didn't have Moses and the prophets. And so they were living in utter darkness as to what God had revealed already. The same is true for us. As we come into this world, we can't possibly know all these things that God reveals to us. We are conceived and born in a spiritual darkness, and we come into this world not knowing anything about God or our relationship to him or matters of life and death and eternal life. If God didn't reveal these things to us, reveal this mystery to us, we would go to our graves totally ignorant of the most important information we could ever hear in this life. But for each of us here today, God has found a way, a way to reveal himself, a way to make this mystery known to us. And in almost every case, God has started with other people in our lives to reveal that mystery. I suspect that for most of you here today, and it certainly was the case in my life, that God utilized Christian parents to bring us to the baptismal font. And there at that baptismal font, the Holy Spirit worked through water and word to make that mystery known to us for the first time, to wash away all of our sin, to make us a child of God and an heir of heaven and those same Christian parents in our lives, continue to bring us where we might continue to hear and learn about the Word of God, or that mystery was further made known to us in places like worship services or Sunday schools or perhaps a Lutheran school if you were so blessed or in confirmation classes or in Bible classes and the like. For others of you here this morning, it might not have been so much your parents, but the person who would become your spouse. You really perhaps didn't take God all that seriously until you met that person who would become your spouse, and he or she was used by God to reveal this mystery of God in ways that you had never heard it or understood it before or while it is much less frequent I have also seen how children can be used to reveal this great mystery to their own parents I've seen it happen for example in our school where a child there with that simple childlike faith learning day in and day out about the way to salvation and all of God's blessings gets a parent interested and realizing how much they have missed in their life. And we've seen that happen to the extent that the parent will even sign up for and complete our What We Believe class and be confirmed. However God has done it in your life, whoever he has utilized, whatever circumstances he has operated with in your life, He did not want you to leave this world in darkness about this mystery. He loves you too much for that. And so he came to you. He made this mystery of Jesus Christ and forgiveness known to you. More than that, he not only gave you information, but he gave you the gift of faith so that you could receive this information in faith and trust. And even to this day, he continues to strengthen you and bolster you in this same faith. Thanks be to God that he has made this mystery known to each and every one of us. And finally, Paul says that this mystery is also our hope of glory. Now, when Paul uses the word hope here, he's not using it in the sort of indefinite undecisive way that we sometimes use the word hope for example I might say I hope it doesn't rain this afternoon it may or it may not or I might say I hope it gets cooler pretty soon it may or it may not know the way Paul is using the word here is the opposite of despair the opposite of sorrow Indeed, this mystery is the hope of our glory, pointing ahead to a day when Christ will return in all power and glory, and our bodies will be raised, glorious bodies, no longer impacted by sin, and in those bodies, we will be with the Lord forever. Our hope of glory, indeed. Astrophysicists have made a couple of very interesting discoveries about the universe. One is called dark energy, and the other is called dark matter. And the thing that's so interesting about dark energy and dark matter is that we as human beings cannot see it. We cannot observe it. And these same astrophysicists tell us that approximately 68% of the universe consists of dark energy. And another 27% of the universe consists of dark matter. When you add up the numbers, that means that 95% of the universe is not able to be seen or observed by us. Or another way of putting it, Only 5% of the universe can be seen by us and observed by us. Now, I can't tell you what percentage or how much of everything there is to be known about God and his mysteries has been revealed and is known to us. But I can tell you this. Everything that God has revealed and made known to us is all that we need to know at this point. I once had a seminary professor who often used to say, what we know about God is precious little, but the little that we know is precious. Thanks be to God that he has revealed this precious information to us so that for each and every one of us here today, It is no longer a mystery. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.